gold. Shopping reveals the id in all of us. At blowout sales, I am ready to cold cock other women also trying on size 10 work-appropriate cocktail dresses that hide their shame, upper arms, while promoting their glory, elegant pinkies and or pillow butt. In the changing room, attempting to shove your misshapen body into the size you think you should be rather than the size you are usually leads to some form of weeping while screaming, it's fine, I'll just wear a bag of flour around my body until I dehydrate entirely and can die in peace. Opening your closet to find that you hate every item of clothing you have ever bought is a specific circle of hell. Hanger after hanger of poly cotton blend t-shirts all with thick layers of deodorant crusted onto the armpits. Every skirt ironed so poorly it's on the verge of unraveling if you swivel too fast in it. Your shoes just leather hunks you force your bunions into. But despite this hatred of shopping, I have faith in clothing and its ability to transform you into something or someone better. At our cores, we are all just swirling masses of infectious disease, pulsating orbs of pus, moist tubes filled with piss and shit. Maybe we put on a nice suit or one of those giant statement necklaces that suggests we have more money than we do. Someone else will think us clean enough to touch, to go to dinner with, to greet without flinching, to introduce to their parents. That is why we go shopping to touch even the tip of our humanity. Around the age of 10, I gained a significant amount of weight, the kind that family members stop referring to as cute or baby weight and start referencing with a heavy sigh. There was, in reality, nothing wrong with my weight, but I was too young and too insecure, a lethal combination, to know that. So I did what I thought I should. I hid my rapidly developing body, I started wearing BUM equipment sweatpants and long-sleeved heat-locking tops. Both items were perhaps utilitarian in the winter, but tended to turn my person into a walking, sweating radiator by June. Shopping was my mother's game. She would return from stores that sold clothes exclusively for hikers with a wagon full of wool socks and dungarees for her puberty-stricken daughter. Nothing I owned fit anymore and I didn't trust that buying the right clothes could make me feel better about the way my hips had widened or my arms had softened or my neck now had ridges running across it as if I were an old tree and these were my rings. At the time, I claimed my style was some kind of feminist protest. I don't need to look like every other girl. Why should I have to dress up when guys can wear whatever they want? I listened to Avril Lavigne and recited the lyrics as if they were my own thoughts. I watched CNN because I didn't want to be a frivolous teen. I had crushes on adult men like John Stewart and Rahm Emanuel and hot dads at the mall with salt and pepper hair and palm pilots. But in truth, I just didn't know if I was allowed to look like a cute girl if my body was bigger than the other girls I knew, if my skin was darker, if I was more sullen than sugar. I hid in muted drapery hoping no one would notice, or better yet, they would assume I was just a very tough, genderless sphere. This crumbled by the time I was 11. A well-meaning woman at my mother's Jenny Craig meeting told her what a precious son she had. I was wearing a baseball cap with the Coca-Cola logo emblazoned on the front, a red puffy vest, and gray sweatpants. It was July. It was embarrassing to be mistaken for a boy. Not a girl with masculine tendencies, not a girl rejecting traditional gender roles, but a boy. I was being defined by my clothing instead of transformed by it. 
This was the same year I discovered Lord of the Rings weenie Orlando Bloom, a crush that would last 24 months and spawn more than one fan club. My brother was the only member and only by force. Boys don't like girls in promotional hats, and I wanted boys to like me. I started growing my hair out and asked my mom to take me shopping. I wanted to dress like a girl, and not just a pretty girl, but a hot girl. That poor definition of whatever makes a woman worth looking at, worth touching. At least from a teenage boy's perspective. Clothes, the right clothes, could make me, even me, hot. Unfortunately, my tastes differ drastically from my mother's. My interests were swaying towards t-shirts with hilarious and racy sayings paired with elastic waistbanded jeans. I wanted to try on belly tops and white belts with big silver bolts. My mom suggested matching stretchy pants and long sleeve tops with watercolor wolves standing near the reflection of the moon in a calm river. T-shirt.